we're back once again here on the wonderful airwaves of WVAU.org. This is Fanatic Radio, your pregame to the pregame. As always, it is voice of AU Athletics, Michael Gardner. Right, we have a packed house here in the studio. I'm joined with me with my call for the bullpen, a.k.a. Jabba Chamberlain, Ben Florence of uh, BFlow360.com, and writer of Buckets Over Broadway, and fellow workmate of mine, AU Athletics, Jaron Berman. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. How has your week been so far? Pretty solid with sanity and function. Pretty good. Yeah, no no complaints. All going uh, gravy. All right, that's good. Actually, how was uh, how was your Super Bowl experiences? Well, as a Jets fan, I couldn't root for either team. So, but if I had to root for one team, it would have to be the Giants. So I was happy to see them win, and New York have a winning team right now. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. I was uh, hung out in the tavern. Saw you there. Yeah, I did. And uh, yeah, it was. Pretty solid atmosphere, a little surprising considering how, you know, robust our sports <laughs> fan base is. But yeah, uh, had a great time. We need Eli Manning to come to our school then. <laughs> it's funny because, um, actually, quick, quick, quick housekeeping things to uh, take care of. Uh, first off, thank you for our 1,000 fans, or not 1,000, 100 fans we had, like the Facebook page. Go to facebook.com slash fanatic radio and like it. We'd like to get to 200, maybe even 1,000, who knows. Love to reach that mark. And also, if you want to call into the show and contribute, 202-885-8700 is the number. We'd love your calls on this wonderful Friday night. That's a very special day for me personally as well as this show. It is the one-year anniversary of Fanatic Radio. Can you believe that? All the guests I've had, I'll, I'll definitely give you all shout-outs at the end. But back to the Super Bowl, nonetheless. In both of your opinions, was it... In in your mind, was it more of that the Giants won or that the Patriots lost? I mean, you got to give Eli Manning some credit. I mean, everyone always has said Peyton Manning is the better Manning of the two, but who has more rings now? Eli has two, Peyton has one. So, I mean, you got to give a lot of credit to the Giants. They made with the plays when they need to. They got the early safety in the game to put some pressure on New England. They... Uh, they pressured the New England receivers to the point where they really couldn't catch anything towards the end. So I really think it was a Giants win over a Patriots loss. Flo, your thoughts? Do you feel like, as well as Tom Brady played, was it the Patriots game to lose? Uh, I really felt kind of that way. You, there are two plays that really killed the Patriots. A, it was the when uh, Tom Brady underthrew Rob Gronkowski really badly and he got picked off by a Chase Black for no stellar linebacker by any means, but somehow he cuts up with Gronkowski, who if also, if he was 100%, maybe he didn't. And also then you saw uh, they were inside Giants territory, but they're not in field goal range, and he had had a wide open Wes Welker. It threw it just a little behind him. Welker had to uh, try to grab back, but couldn't get it, even though it's a catch. He should make nine times out of ten. Unfortunately, it was a ten. So I think those two plays really contributed to the uh, the Patriots losing. Where do these teams go now from here? With the Patriots, especially if you're Tom Brady, you've lost to the Giants twice. And if you're New York, you have won two Super Bowls in four years. Where do you see these teams going, especially for next year? I mean, it's really hard for any team in any sport to repeat. So to say the Giants are the early Super Bowl favorites for next year is very difficult to say. But, you know... They have a very strong core. I mean, they have Eli Manning, who's still in his prime. Victor Cruz, they just found he's going to be under team control for a while. Hakeem Nix. A few years ago, everyone was saying how the Giants didn't have any receivers once Plax got into the incident. But 
Now, if you look at them, they have a ton of receivers, and they have Ahmad Bradshaw, who everybody forgot midway through the season due to injury. He's a fantastic running back, so I think they're in a good position right now. But it's also funny, Flo, I talked to you on this uh, last week. Yeah. How um, We actually played that soundbite from last week's show, how I called the Giants to win. Because <laughs> I said that front four would be just enough, and sure enough, on that last drive... There you go. Need yeah, I say that, more? That's why. That's why they pay you the big bucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> or pay get paid? Get paid at all? But um, <laughs> metaphorically speaking, of course. Yeah, we actually have an interesting soundbite from yeah uh, Mike and Mike in the morning for uh, former Patriots the safety, I think is what he or yeah. cornerback Rodney safety. Harris safety mm-hmm. Rodney Harrison get his thoughts on the whole. Incident. You guys hear uh, what Rob Gronkowski and company did? Uh, this, I'll, I'll give you my input on that after this. Let's hear it, uh, Mr. Harrison said, Curse CBSPN Radio. So what? Because he wouldn't do because he's a professional and so, because he so, recognizes... So you're only a professional if you don't do it. You so only you all pro- have to act. So if you lose the Super Bowl, you all have to uniformly act the exact same way in no. your little world. There are any number of... Uh, there are a million different ways you could act. I was in Phoenix... In 1993, the Bulls beat the Suns in Game 6 and won the NBA championship. And I finished all my work, and I went out to a restaurant with a bunch of other Chicago reporters, and Charles Barkley walked in. They had just lost. He was the MVP of the league that year. He walked in. Place gave him a standing ovation. He waved everybody. He sat down. He had a smile, you know, smiled nicely at people. If I had seen him dancing with his shirt off that night, so I would have said, I can't believe so why, why would that that's what going on. Why does he care what you think? Uh, I mean, maybe he doesn't. No, but it's doesn't. my opinion, and I'm, okay. it's my job to but, offer but, my opinion. But I don't like it at opinion. all. And if I was a fan of that team, I would be so yes, disgusted I can't even say so- <laughs> Why can't we have a tandem like that? <laughs> that was from my ESPN's Mike and Mike in the morning. But yeah, my thoughts on it, though, is I mean, obviously, it's, it's Robert Kraft throwing a party because I guess either win or lose they either they would have had that anyway but the fact of the matter is if you go out and you the entire week it's not like it was a small story it was a huge story especially the season he had this year and how he's hurt with this ankle injury and they have to make a specialized cleat and he's thrown what two times one one being one being an interception and now (laughs) you see him Yo, going ham at a party. I don't know what to say about that, but that's why I don't play football. <laughs> I mean, I understand like, if you want to like party. I mean, it's a tough game. It's like it's brutal, and you kind of want to like unwind. But I don't really think partying without a shirt in the club right afterwards, especially when you've been like, been for two weeks. The whole story's been about your injury. Is the right thing to do. I mean, that probably. I mean, if I was a fan of the Patriots, that would really upset me. I mean, I remember when the Heat last year, some of the Heat players were at the Mavericks after party. I mean, that's just you know, I I don't think you could do that, but I can I kind of can understand if you're for it. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, so, like like you said, sometimes you got to unwind after a game. You know, it was a very tough loss. He came very close. He came closer than you would think on most Hail Mary plays. He kind of had a shot. Maybe if he was healthy, he might have got that, but that's, that's uh, something we'll never have to deal with again. But, I mean, you got to at least be a professional. I mean, your team just lost. They completely go nuts. No shirt on. What was he with? Uh, LMFAO or? Was he? I know Matt Light was in there. I don't know. Or it was something like that. He that was band. Hold on. I'll give a side note on it. That, that, those group of guys have... Blown up the spectrum. It's hilarious though. They 
they have, you know, their songs are being played. They're in Madonna's halftime show. They're a Bud Light, a Budweiser commercial for the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> they go to after parties. They they live the life I dream of. Without the drinking, of course, if my parents are listening to this. I love you guys very much. <laughs> Stay with us. Well, we'll be back to talk more about basketball, especially Jaron, how... He's going to explain to me what Lynn's sanity is, but stay with us. You're listening to Fanatic Radio on WVAU.
As Aristotle says, the beginning of philosophy is wonder. Philosophy is man's expression of curiosity about everything, his attempt to make sense of the world primarily through his intellect. That is to say, his faculty for thinking. I'm sexy and I know it. 
when I'm at the mall, security just can't buy them all. And when I'm at the beach, I'm in the speedo trying to tan my cheeks. This is how I roll. Come on, ladies, it's time to go. We headed to the bar, baby. Don't be nervous. No shoes, no shirt. And I'm still getting service. Why? Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. I work out. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. I work out when I walk in the spot. Welcome back to Fanatic Radio here, as we already have our first caller on the line. Thank you for calling in once again. You are on Fanatic Radio. Are you on? Mike? Yeah, we're on. Mike? Yeah, what's up? 
Who's this? This is John and Andre. Oh, no way. What's up, guys? Nothing. We're just hanging out. What have you been talking about on your show? I can't listen. My connection is broken. Oh, we were just talking about the Super Bowl. What are your thoughts on that? Um, that, it doesn't count for a variety of reasons, but this Super Bowl is, in fact, illegitimate and should be, in fact, thrown out. Well, we know the pro, the commissioner said the Pro Bowl should. Why do you think the Super Bowl should? What's up? Why do you think the Super Bowl should? Because the Patriots didn't win. Ah, that's right. You're from Boston. How have you coped with the loss so far? Uh, a lot of crying and or ginger ale mixed with Advil. <laughs> so what do you plan on doing next? Do you think the Patriots will bounce back from this? I think they'll bounce back. I don't think they're going to win it next year, but I think they'll, they'll come back strong. Got the bees playing good hockey. We'll be all right. That's true. Any other shout-outs you want to give? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'll shout-out to you, even though you're already on the show, but I just want people to know. Mike Gardner's the boss. Shout-out to Mike Creeden. Yeah. Maybe it's Drew Shirt, Chris Wedge. Um, <laughs> You should also probably find me on Twitter at jblundo17. Jblundo17. All right, just plugged you. Also, it's our one-year anniversary. Can you believe that? I cannot. I cannot believe it is your one-year anniversary we want, we of this want, radio program. Yes. Get your friends to like it as well. We got to 100. We want to get to 1,000 by before the world ends in 2012. How's <laughs> it getting Shaq on the show? Uh, we actually are going to feature him in just a few minutes. Oh, word. All right. Thanks for your call, man. Alright, have a good night. I'll talk to you later. Alright, see ya. Peace. Was the, uh, one of my many guests on this show, John Blendo, a Bostonian, so you can just imagine how he's coping with it. <laughs> but, uh, we were a little bit interrupted as our dubstep was messed up just a tad, but on the bright side, we got this to play for the wonderful movie fans out there. Greatest saga of all time is coming to the big screen in spectacular 3D. Experience the wonder. You refer to the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the force. The excitement. You believe it's this boy? The force is unusually strong with him. The adventure. At last, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last, we will have revenge. Oh, my. This February, experience Star Wars like never before. Whoa! Just hang on! As we have another caller right after the Star Wars trailer. What's up? Thanks for your call. You're on Fanatic Radio. Yes, this is Kathy from Dallas, and I want to know what your thoughts are. Last night's game with Duke beating North Carolina in the last seconds of the ball game. We're actually and gonna... I'll take my answer off the air. All right, thank you for your call. We'll actually get to that. You know what? Might as well play it right now. Shout out to uh, Dan Schulman and Dick Vitell of <laughs> Billis, too. Yeah, Jay Billis. Of course, that uh, memorable, memorable night. Oh, God. Again, and he has made an impact. Who will take the shot? Will he make a pillar impact? 
My thoughts on that to our caller in from Dallas, Texas, my hometown. Shout out to that. Boom. As crazy as I have bashed Duke saying that they will be knocked out of the tournament in the second round, uh, there's pros and cons to that. I definitely want to get your guys' thoughts on that. There's definitely pros and cons because, on one hand, you can just tell Austin Rivers is one of the best players on that team, <laughs> if not the best player. To have the, you know, it's, it's, it's rivalry games at its finest. Just to have the the mindset to take a take a three at the buzzer on the road in your most hated rival's gym and sink it over seven foot Tyler Zeller that is as onions as as Bill Rafferty would say. <laughs> <laughs> but on the flip side, you know, that is not good defense by Tyler Zeller. Oh God! Oh. If you watch, he did not have he did not contest the shot. Being a coach. For a few, several teams, being an AU club basketball coach, I always teach my players to at least get a hand out. With his long wingspan, should have at least contested a little more. But you got to admit, guys, that was a a hell of a shot. Absolutely. I just want to say, though, I think Tyler Zeller might have had one of the worst minutes in basketball I've ever seen. I mean, he tipped, I know, the, right? he tipped the ball into his own basket first, gets fouled, he makes the first free throw, misses the second, and doesn't even contest the game-winning shot. I mean... I don't know how much more you can do and have a worse minute than that. Flo, your thoughts on this? This is just what Duke needed at the right time, isn't it? Absolutely. I've been really down on Duke saying they weren't that good, and I'm still not totally sold. I think North Carolina is still the much better team. But, right. I mean, Austin Rivers, I read a guy, uh, read the guy on uh, Grantland. He said he may, he may be the cockiest freshman he has ever seen, but, boy, <laughs> was he awesome. Like He, he was, was just pulling up for threes all night, and it was just it was fun to watch. It's also a very important win for them because, and we'll get to that, because actually it's a matter of fact that, wild, man. that they lost to Miami earlier that week. So we got another call on the line. What's up? Thanks for your call. You're on Fanatic Radio. Hey, I'm uh, going to give you a little thing about Gronkowski. Gronkowski, yes. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's, it takes long enough to get there. It's hard enough to get to the uh, Super Bowl. So if he wants to run around without his clothes... <laughs> That's a good thing. That's true, especially the season he had this year. He had a great season. Probably one of the, I'd say, if you guys don't agree, probably one of the best seasons a tight end could have. Oh, yeah, I mean, I looked at his stats the other day. They were incredible for a tight end to have 17 touchdowns and that amount of yards. That's insane. That's like, I think that's better than any of the season Gates had, and Gates set the bar for tight ends lately. Right. Right, but, I mean, just to, you know, did everybody get down on him because he doesn't have a shirt on? He should be allowed to do that. Yeah, he's having a good time, too. I'm very envious. Everybody's having a good time. <laughs> Come on, it's not easy to get there. What do you want to do, walk around with your head down? Yeah. True. Do you think the Patriots will bounce back from this? No, they won't. <laughs> All right, I thank think you so much. the Packers will be next year. Ah, uh, Flo's team, the Pack. All right, thank you so much for your call. Okay. Yeah, I man, I, I mean, I'm a very big fan of Gronkowski because <laughs> I've never, never heard of him until this year. And of course, I was I didn't actually call to the Patriots were gonna make the Super Bowl, but after watching the game against Miami, when Tom Brady had what like 550 some yards, yeah, or whatever, I thought yeah, this team could, <laughs> this team could make it. But we're gonna segue nicely after that Austin Rivers play, college basketball. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, Murray State lost last night. Yeah, and as we were talking during the uh. commercial break, I think it's the scenario if they cannot lose another game, can they? No. <laughs> Yeah, the numbers, I mean, setting their highest seven. Seven team in the country, if they lose again, 
because their RPI is they only have their two two wins have been RPIs of 50 or above. That means everything below is terrible. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not hating on the Ohio Valley Conference, but that's not you really what, that's not really what you call a power conference. To think if they lose again, they don't make the tournament. Have you ever seen a team like that? I mean, it's it's been a it's been a long time. I think it was a few years ago. Clemson was the uh, the last undefeated team in uh, college basketball. And they fell apart at the end, and they they missed the tournament. Oh, too. So they were un- yeah, I remember that it was two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, Trevor Booker, and then they were undefeated. I think they were sixteen and zero, and then they lost like nine straight. Yeah, it was didn't, didn't even get a bubble. But speaking of also college basketball, last night's game, first of all, I want to say thank you to the fans at American University that came out and supported your Eagles taking sole possession of second place in the conference. Yes. Behind, there's no other easier way to say this, 18 points, 17 rebounds, four block performance by sophomore Tony Rublicki. We were all in awe. Awesome. And also, because hyping that game up, you know, everyone's thinking that Charles Hinkle's going to go off. But you know, although he had 11, Troy Brewer had what, 14? Yeah, yeah, relatively. Like 14, 15. To see Roblicky have a game like that, and and we'll get to the flip side in a minute. But American now, I've never seen this team play as well as. There's two times I have. Plus they're 10 and 0 at home. Uh, shout out to Howard Smith on that, and Katie Matter and SIDs at American. They wanted me to plug that. <laughs> <laughs> that. They're unstoppable at home. The, the two times I've seen them was the St. Joe's game and the, the game last night. Looking at this team at the beginning of the year, though, everyone had their doubts. And I'm surprised. Are you guys surprised that they are second in the conference? I mean, coming into the season, I don't think they were like – I don't think anyone would expect them to be at second place. I thought they would expect a down year. I mean, they had a good year last year, terrible way it ended. But, you know, a lot of talented players left. But you know what? To be in second place right now – it's pretty. It's a really good spot right now because I mean, everyone had them out. No one had them anywhere close to contention. So to be second place in the conference right now is pretty solid. Yeah, and uh, I think they were projected what to finish fifth in conference. Fifth, I mean, yeah. you lose Pre-season. Mod, Mod Valene, who was awesome last year. Yeah, so I shout out to him. Love to get him back on the show. Of course, I don't know how the time difference would work. I'm in know Italy that. right now, and we're eight to nine. Yeah. I'd probably be like, I don't know, four a in his time. Hopefully he's still up. Yeah, and then you also lose Lumpkins, too. He was actually there last night. Yeah, he was. He was really? I actually Good for saw him. him last night. I did night. not see him. But then, then again, you were kind of in the press box. Didn't get it. VIP. Oh, don't flatter, don't flatter me anymore. <laughs> but, I mean, they need. you knew they were going to need Troy Brewer and uh, Charles Hinkle to step up in the year they have. Hinkle's been fantastic. Right. They've gotten uh, key play. I mean, they have some bad losses, but they've. Uh, after starting off a little slow, they've been great of late. And then when they played Bucknell, who's the, clearly the best team in the conference, they played them close throughout. So that's the thing. Also, um, the, the Blicky's performance. I, I was talking to Howard Smith today, and over under I said was one. Of he's gonna ha- he's gonna have a double. Di- a double. The first, apparently, that was his first career double double. So if he at least, that means he could either not have one for the rest of the season or have two or more, which I'd love for him to have. This team is clicking at the right time. Danny Munoz has 11 points hey. yesterday, who has been tremendous, and he still has a year left. Roblicki is is finding his. Hopefully, this game will spark him to find his way, and I like that now because I don't. I like. I mean, of course, I loved it last year when Moldovanu would drop like 30, <laughs> and you know, just get national, get Robinson National Player of the Year nominee for his you know 39 points he had. 
ironically against Lehigh last year. Seeing Hinkle being in the top ten of scoring was great, but now I like it how they're so, they're slowly molding, how Coach Jones is slowly getting them to become a team. How it takes five guys, as the old Adidas commercial would say. <laughs> Speaking of not a team, though, C.J. McCollum. <laughs> he is that team, isn't he, Flo? He he absolutely is. I mean, you you knew. I remember when they made the tournament a couple of years ago. I was uh, texting a friend of mine who goes to uh, University of Missouri. Hope you're listening, boy. And he told me about how he was on that team, and he kick can play. See, and he beat Kansas. Yeah, and he can play. He's a heck of a heck of a guard. But he had almost half of their points last night. Thirty. They scored sixty-two. AU one seventy-one sixty-two. He had thirty of the sixty-two. Was eleven of twenty-nine and nine rebounds. He, I mean, people have been sick. Of course, that senior year, though, he, that, his freshman year, they had a very senior-heavy team the year they made the tournament. Yeah. And I can only imagine what he's going to be like next year if he doesn't go to the draft this year. I mean, he was a phenomenal player. YouTube him. Uh, Katie Matherin will disown me if I have him on my show, but we'd love to have you on Fanatic Radio, CJ, if you're listening to this. Because that, I'm saying he's the next, he's the next uh, Gary Neal. Guy from a small conference, okay, okay. gets in low draft pick, gets into a system that sort of is meant for people to sort of step up. Because those guys came out of nowhere, essentially. He's a good player, though. But American has been playing very well. But we'll take a quick music break here on Fnatic Radio. Don't forget to uh, like the page on Facebook. We have 100 likes. We'd love to get 200, maybe 1,000. I don't know. Phone lines are up in 202-885-870. Jaren Berman, Ben Florence, Michael Gardner here at Fnatic Radio.
Welcome back to Fanatic Radio here on WVAU.org. Go to Facebook.com slash Fanatic Radio. Like the page. We have 100 likes. Also, my of the show's one-year anniversary. So thank you to all the people that have supported the guests. The, uh, the co-host is we've had the fans, as always. Our sponsors for like two days or whatnot. AU Athletics are helping me get guests and whatnot. And since I'm not really, since I'm not allowed to bring liquid into the studio, I've always, this one goes out to my uh, my uncle Tony in Colorado. It's the sound of uh, invisible champagne being popped. I celebrate my one my one year anniversary and a hundred likes. Nice. That's so corny, right? I love it. Also, uh, to the fans last week, just to um, if any of you follow me on Twitter. That's at the Fanatic MG. You may have noticed I tweeted something saying my our ninety the show is ninety six point five correctness. It's just a reinforcement why. All right, I'm actually going to say the Giants to sort of go devil's advocate yeah. here. I think that defensive front is going to put the pressure on Brady. Gronkowski hurt. Eli Manning, Victor Cruz. That's going to be all day. If not, hey, how about a uh, little Hakeem Nicks? So of there course. you have it, gentlemen. We are all witnesses here. Uh, that was from last week's show. You can actually go to if you go to the Facebook page, you can listen to the SoundCloud podcast. But also, uh, interesting news in football this week. This is from the Commish, Roger Goodell. Well, Mike, you can add the commissioner to that list. I I really didn't think that was uh, the kind of football that we want to uh, to to be demonstrating for our fans. And you heard it from the fans. Uh, the fans were uh, actively booing in the stands. Uh, they didn't like what they were seeing. Uh, that's not the kind of football. So we're either going to have to improve the quality of what we're doing in the Pro Bowl or, or consider other changes or even consider eliminating the game if that's the kind of quality of game we're going to uh, provide. Is this really going to happen, guys? Roger Goodell going to get rid of the Pro Bowl? I mean, let me answer your question with another question. If you had the choice of going to the Pro Bowl, would you want to go? I would love to go to Hawaii. I'm very envious that God did not give me the gift of speed, strength, Basically that, yeah, good hands. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anything else I'm missing? Weight, I can't be a lineman. But, um, I, I mean, I would love to. It's the fact is, I think, I forgot, oh yeah, it was on sports on the other day. Erin Vale, she, uh, our hockey analyst. <laughs> oh, God. We <laughs> were talking about the, uh, the All-Star game and for NHL, which was a success, uh, apparently, because it was in Ottawa, you know, going back to your Canadian roots and whatnot. I think the NFL should do something with the skills challenge. Something along those lines. Like, you know, quarterback can throw it. They, they did. I think they canceled about three or four years they ago. They did, yeah. Either that or Hawaii or mix it up. Mix it up with uh, alternate sites. I, I mean, Hawaii is fine, but I mean, I like that the other one to Miami. That was really creative. I think they're, they may go to uh, New Orleans next year. Right. They could do that. Mm-hmm. They can go to Los Angeles. How cool would that be to have the Pro Bowl in the Rose Bowl? That'd be pretty sweet. That's That's just me speaking. Hypothetically, of course, but more importantly, for why Jaron is here, this is from what is it, last no Wednesday night. Yeah, this was uh, Wednesday night. Wednesday night when the wonderful Knickerbockers came to D.C. Shout out to uh, Steve Buckhantz and Phil Chenier from uh, Comcast Sports Net. I'm calling this game. New York leads. Knicks have beaten the Wizards seven straight times. Nobody's stopping Jeremy Lin on that play. Just judging by the the crowd reaction to that dunk, 
by Harvard's own Jeremy Lin. I'm guessing there were not a lot of Wizards fans in the stands. As someone who was in the crowd that night, I can <laughs> I can say no. They were very little to no Wizards fans at the time of that dunk and throughout the game. How long has this guy been in the league? This guy, well, this is this whole story is just blown up though. Jer- like insanity is like Tebow mania, but right. it's it's the basketball equivalent. I mean, he was undrafted, coming out of Harvard. Golden State picked him up. He played some garbage minutes and during gar- yeah, just some garbage minutes last year. They uh, Golden State waived him so they could try to make a run at DeAndre Jordan. Of course, they couldn't uh, sign him, so Houston picked him up. Houston dropped him, and the Knicks picked him up as insurance when Iman Shumpert went down. Shumpert. Yeah, Iman went. Uh, Iman went down during the first game. He had Tony. Kept him on the bench, started uh, Tony Douglas, and Tony Douglas, I'm not going to lie, he hasn't been effective at all this year. I mean, he ha- he's coming off an injury, and he's a shooting guard, and I don't really think shooting guards can play point guard at all. So, you know, D'Antoni took a shot, put, D'Antoni took a shot, put Lynn in uh, versus the Nets last Saturday. I was there for that game as well, and, you know, he fires up the crowd. He's a... Uh, it's insanity. That's all you can say. I could have compared him to Tim Tebow, because I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you 100% on that. That is, they're actually winning 36-24 against the Los Angeles Lakers. And keep in mind, this is a, this is a Knickerbocker team right now that's without Amari Stoudemire. His brother passed away, unfortunately, last week. He returns Monday. And Carmelo Anthony injured his, I be, yeah, he injured his groin, I believe, on Monday. He's not going to be back for another week or two. So, right now, this is a team that consists of Jeremy Lin, Tyson Chandler... It gets even better. Steve Novak, Billy Walker. He's still in the NBA. Steve Novak and Billy no Walker. I know his brother plays at Michigan. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's I still no, in the league. Nick's had to pick him up. He was uh, he had to fill a roster spot. <laughs> so, so getting back to you, of course. Uh, is there anything to talk a little bit about this blog that you contribute to? Yes, it's uh, Buckets Over Broadway. We're part of the fan sided network. I mean, we discuss uh, New York Knicks. Discuss things that go around the league. I mean, insanity, of course, is a hot topic in New York right now, so that's what mainly what we're covering. Um, but you know, you can, we have a number of uh, number of writers. You can follow them on Twitter on the about page. But yeah, I mean, we've uh, our hits have been go- have been growing by the day. So thank you for the readers if you're tuning in right now. And I mean, you can check it out bucketsoverbroadway.com. And of course, yeah, this this literally came out of nowhere. And do you, you cover just the Knicks? Yeah, sort of the whole NBA scheme. I mean, we cover the Knicks, like ninety-five percent of the Knicks. But if it's like a deal, like if there's a rumor that involves the Knicks, like when Jamal Crawford was like choosing between the Knicks, Portland, and Sacramento, we we uh, we cover that because that was that would have been a big signing either way. So we cover that. But you know, for the most part, we do pre-games, post-games. We anal- analyze players. I mean, I've analyzed uh, Amari Stoudemire uh, what, during his early struggles before, I believe, two or three weeks ago. So you know. Depending on what's going on at the time, we analyze the players, analyze the games. We give you everything you could possibly want for about the Knicks. So what's going to happen when Stoudemire and Carmelo come back? I mean, Mike D'Antoni, I mean, you're a Mavericks fan, so you know uh, you know the Phoenix Suns, how they ran a running gun system, point guard, main piece of the team. Like, you know, it's like if, for Mike D'Antoni, if you don't have a point guard, it's like trying to play hockey without skates or a stick. You're, like, <laughs> setting yourself up for failure, so... You know, when they kept trying to put D- Tony Douglas in the point guard position, he would keep chucking shots. You know, he wouldn't hand it off to people. And, and wouldn't it be that much of a problem if he made the shot? I mean, Tony Douglas has not made a really, has not made a single shot this year. So, you know, Jeremy Lin, 
great, great right now. I mean, I love them. I think the whole city, the whole city of New York loves them. This jersey is literally flying off the shelves. <laughs> I mean, I read, I think I saw on Darren Ravel's Twitter today. One guy walked in in uh, the Models in Times Square, bought all the larges. I think two hours after they were on the rack. So Darren you know, Ravel. so you know, I mean. It's Lynn, it's Lynn Sanity right now in the city. You know what? It's great, considering how slow we started out. Everyone, we had high expectations. It's great to see, It's great right now. That's great. And so now we have another caller here on the lines. Thanks for calling in. You're tuned in to Fanatic Radio. This is a call from Ohio, and I have a burning question. Who's going to win the Nationwide Cup or the, or the Sprint Cup this year? Is it going to be Tony Stewart again, or is it going to be a Hendricks team? Well, our NASCAR coverage will be at probably at the end of the month. Flo will join me for that. As finally, the, the one avid NASCAR fan I found on the campus of American University. <laughs> Great. Uh, all right. Well, I'll I'll be tuned into that show to hear. What you don't want, yeah, you don't want to miss my, our our surprise picks of what's going to happen this season. All right. Thank you for your call. You bet. See you. Bye. And so, yeah, make sure to tune in next week as well, and the week after that. We're actually trying to get AU wrestlers Matt Mariocker and Matt Dorf on the show, as Bender Takedown is next Sunday, I believe. Oh, really? But staying with the NBA, history was made this week as the Black Mamba etched himself further into NBA history. But we did not get a soundbite from him, but from the big Aristotle himself, Shaquille O'Neal. Well, first of all, I'd like to uh, congratulate Kobe and his family. You know, he's always been a great player. Uh, I can remember when uh, me, him, and Derek Fisher walked into the first day of practice, and, you know, Kobe was was sitting there practicing and, you know, shooting the ball by himself, and he told everybody that he wanted to be the uh, greatest Laker ever, and I'll be the first to say that he is the greatest Laker ever. He has a lot of uh, great accomplishments, a lot of championships, passed up the great Jerry West, passed up Magic, shot the ball more times than Kareem, and he passed me up. So congratulations to Kobe Bryant and his family. Big praise from the Big Cactus. Uh, he actually tweeted at me the other day. Really? Like, after the show, yeah. I was like, come on the show. And I guess apparently it was like at 2 in the morning, though. I was finishing my homework. Just as a joke. And he was just like, I can't. I'm sleeping right now. Shaquille <laughs> <laughs> so, O'Neal, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. TNT <laughs> oh, analyst. But yeah, so Kobe Bryant, 28,000 plus. Pastor Shaquille O'Neal. Is he the greatest Laker of all time? Uh, no. I was uh, say no. Lou Alcindor. I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Whatever. Nah, for me, the best Laker ever has got to be Magic Johnson. I mean, looking at what Magic Johnson did was... I mean, yeah, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Lou Alcindor, when he was to play in his UCLA days, shout out to my Aunt Candy, who went to Woo! UCLA, and actually went to school with her and Bill Walton. Both at the beginning and end. No of kidding. Us. Send a plug. We'd love to get Bill Walton on the show. So, <laughs> love to do that. But, I mean, it, for me, it's Magic Johnson, but Kobe Bryant is definitely up there. And unlike Cream and Shaq, he spent his whole career in L.A., even though he was technically drafted by Charlotte. But, yeah, he's been awesome. And he, he took his game to another level. Phil Jackson challenged him after he left, after a couple of years. And the rumors you may go to the Clippers, possibly. Can you imagine Kobe on the Clippers? But yeah, he's he's really etched himself, not just in Lakers history, NBA history. I mean, this is something I thought about, I think, the past few days. It's a tough call. I mean, if you look at a career standpoint, I really think, not like Lakers-wise, I'm just like a whole total NBA career, I've got to say Will Chamberlain. For the single fact that, you know, 
he, I, I looked at his averages the other day. He averaged at one point, I believe, 50 points and 25 boards a game. Is that the year he had the 100-point game? I think so, but I, I still, I mean, 50 points, 25 points, that's, that'll never be replicated. But, you know, he, I know he never didn't play that much for the Lakers. I believe he played four years. They won, I think, either one or two championships with him. But if you're talking about Lakers' career, I think you can't, I think you got to go with Magic. He could, be, I mean, he could be on the top five easily because there's him. I would say Jerry West, mm-hmm. absolutely. Wilt, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and then the fifth one is either Shaquille O'Neal or Elgin Baylor. That's just me knowing my mm. somewhat basketball knowledge. <laughs> but uh, we've reached that magical time again. It is the stroke of nine, so we will close it out with our final thoughts. I'm just going to say the college basketball world: Michigan State, Ohio State. Big game, because if Ohio State wins, I think they have the number one seed in the Big Ten tournament. Maybe, maybe not. But um, I'll begin to look out for Baylor, Missouri. That's another good one. But for also tomorrow is uh, Play for K-Day at Bender Arena. And I'm feeling like having a bra decorating contest, so wear pink if you're listening. Our women's team is 10-0, and or 9-0 and in conference play. So very very cool for our women's basketball team. Uh, Matt Marriott and Matt Dorf will join me next week, but we always appreciate your calls two zero two eight eight five eight seven zero zero. Make sure to go to Facebook.com/slash/FanaticRadio to like the page. We had two hundred likes. I read one. We'd love to get two hundred likes. We had our one hundredth like this week for our one year anniversary for. Probably my new partner in crime. We don't know yet. But for Ben Florence, for Buckets Over Broadway writer Jaron Berman, I'm Michael Gardner. So long. We'll see you next time. <laughs>